リンクスタート先輩先輩キツライダイオディズリスコミラビンオンハダイシステイウェットホーシャディソコワイエウェダイフォーライデンワチンタイオーデンタイウェッ What up, weebs? And welcome into, yes, another riveting edition of the Anime Senpai Podcast. Oh, fans, weebs, and otakus, the warm welcome always lets me know this is the place to be. And this is something I love to do every single week. That's why I make sure to do it on the docket. If the docket needs to be docketed, and docketing the dockets. <laughs> but I hope you're all doing well, and I hope life has been doing nothing but blessing you in every way. And if something is going wrong, do not let it overtake you because life is too blissful to not enjoy the moment. So go ahead and take a little bit of my sunshine. Wacha, wacha, wacha. Life is good, feeling good, oh yeah. <laughs> so I hope everybody's been doing well, man. The summer season is upon us. It is literally midnight. I am recording this for you on Monday, early morning after Sunday, and I am sweating balls sitting in my room. It is over 80 something degrees. I'm in little shorts and still sweating my ass off. So, yes, summer is here. I just wish we were in more of the Eastern culture because I could hear those, I don't know if they're prawns or locusts or whatever they're called outside, but they make that loud screeching noise. That's how You know, it's summertime and everybody's sweating. Ah, if only. But life is good. A lot of the new summer animes have been doing me so much justice. I'm just waiting eagerly for freaking Don Machi to start, but that's okay. The cool kids always show up fashionably late. So, other than that, I hope everything is going well. And the、uh, TikTok side is doing extremely good as well. And I was able to drop some new videos and do some fun stuff on there, which led to today's topic because I did plan to do today for you guys the.、Uh, First After Dark with Senpai, but unfortunately it got too late and I don't have enough time to make the intro I wanted, so I'm going to push that back to next week and we'll have fun with something else here tonight. So, a couple things to get off the docket. If you guys are in Anaheim next weekend, I will be hosting a cosplay event for Affinity. It'll be at the brewery spot. I forgot where it is exactly, but if you guys go to the Instagram page I have, I will make sure to post it on there so you guys know where it's at. You can come say hi, enjoy yourselves, and see some good goodies and stuff like that. So, that'll be next Saturday. Saturday coming up this week. So now I was thinking to myself, what is something I need to do early on at the start of the show with all of you before we move forward and do more good stuff and keep growing the index and thriving in every way possible? What do I need to do? I always need to set a base premise. So I did the welcoming in myself, telling who I was, my backstory. We had some fun with some hot takes, other goodness as well. But I need to tell you guys what my favorite shows are. So I thought to myself, why not today sit here and do the top 10 animes of all? All time. I've been around this place for about 30 years now, and it's quite interesting to see that in this time of my existence, not only the depth of anime and how much it's grown, but the influx of everything that is encompassed with all of it, and how much. Of a spectacular ride it's been to see anime grow from the start to where it is now, to see even the history of anime that goes back even to the beginning of time in our sense. But it's so cool to see, and I love it. I love every aspect of it. So I wanted to kind of tell myself what are the top 10 shows I've seen. So now, for a little inside info for you, I spent a lot of time on this. Many weary moons I sat up late at night with candle fire, with my glasses and my quill pen, writing an astonishing literature. 
report of the best animes I've seen. And it's quite interesting because when you think about it, what criteria do you really need for a good show? What is the things that makes it stand out above the rest? Of course, we're all extremely biased in what we love. That's what makes these top 10 lists so good. So we always show a little bit of our personality traits, our insight, and especially our favorite genres and the things we look for in an entertaining ride. Most of us tend to be a little bit unique in the certain shows we put into it, but majority of people like to fall within the big threes and keep them in their consistency of their list. So I wanted to set not only some very high criteria I had to go through, which I will say with all of you, but I wanted to set a couple ground rules for myself as well. And so what I decided to do is do no big shows. I think they are extreme cop-outs. I think if you pick any of the big three, Bleach, Naruto, One Piece, even Dragon Ball Z, uh, Jintama, whatever those are, if you pick those big long-running shows, it's almost a cop-out because they are extinguished, they are distinguished, they've been around for a long time, people know about them, so it kind of takes away the flavor and the zest of your own personal touch. So that's why I told myself I will not use those, I will not put those on this list, and you know, quite honestly, a couple of them wouldn't even have made my list, but that's for another time, but I wanted to do something more fun with it. So as I set that prerequisite for myself, I also decided, okay, what do I need from these shows to really stand out above the rest? Well, a few things stood out to me. One of the big ones is rewatchability. Are these shows able to be rewatched on a abundant amount of times? I'm talking about even if you just watched it, took some time away, could you instantly rewatch it to maybe get a bigger grasp on something or see something from a different perspective you didn't see it the first time? There's so many cool things that can be attached to it. I wanted to see, does it hold against that standpoint? Can you rewatch it? And even if you've seen it multiple times, does it still hold its value? Does it still hit you the same way? Do you still connect to it? Does it not get boring now? Is it something that you can continue to watch because it does give you that kind of zest in your pants, your pantalones robusto. Is it something that really stands out? So I thought to myself, okay, that's a good one. What else do we need for criteria-wise? What about the test of time? Does it stand against the test of time? Do these shows hold out from when they were made up until now? And do I think they will continuously be something that society looks for as a top-tier show? Here's another one. Story progression. Do these shows have a well-written synopsis to the storyline itself and the plot setting is so well written that the fluidity of it, the movement of it, the direction of it, everything is so fluent that there is nothing jaggedly stopping it. There's no detours. There's no stretched out parts. There's no touchbacks. There's no parts where it's like, why the hell is this even in there? It flows so well and the direction it takes you is almost tranquility itself. It is so peaceful. You've loved it. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. It even takes you for the ride to even maybe when it hits you with the ending, you're sitting there asking for more. Those are great things as well. Now, another big one, MCs. Are these MCs appealing? Are these main characters something that can actually grab you and t- carry you with the show itself? And if not, let's just say, God forbid, the main character isn't the biggest focal point. What about the secondary characters? What about the antagonist to the protagonist? What about the whole culture of the show and the time settings and maybe even the culture within it? Where is it set? What is his base premise of a plot line? What is it encompassing? What is the direction and what is the purpose of what they are trying to accomplish? So let's just say it's not just some 
random dumb storyline. There's an objective that it's trying to chase. Stuff like that are huge for me, especially these ones too, where if these MCs, something not only challenges their thought of reality, but it also quantifiably is building them up to the epitome and the climax of who they end up developing into. And of course, this should go without saying, but progression of character, the character development. Do they shine above the rest? Do they go above and beyond? Do they do something that is either in particular to the story or is it something that is tone setting? Is it something that helps the story progress? Is it something that would have ended the show if it didn't happen? Something big within it. And I love story development. Like, let me tell you this. For myself, there's two big things I love in a story is one, the progression of the story and how it flows. And two, the character development, not only with the secondary characters, but the main MC itself. If I don't get something from all of this, you can count me out. I need to see something huge within this storyline and especially these MCs. I need to see them shine some way, somehow, for some reason. That is iconic to me because those qualifications are groundworks for a show that can stand above the rest. And I'm not even done. There was so much more to it too. So the animation style. Was the animation style not the focal point of the story? So for example, here's a tease already into the list. There's no Demon Slayer on my top 10 list. I'll tell you why. The animation style is the driving force to the show and I don't want a show that focuses all of its eggs in one basket which is the animation style. If you remove the animation style, is Demon Slayer still a top tier anime like people proclaim it to be? No. It's a great storyline. It's fine. It's fun. It's kind of a little bit kiddier in a sense to myself. It's very simplistic. None of the big characters die throughout it. So to myself, it is not something that will definitively make it something higher. But I see why people like it. For myself, I needed some more behind it. So now there's a lot more to get into. (laughs) But before I move forward, I must do a couple quick ground setting things before we go. So also with these shows and what I look for in top 10 animes and what I personally would love to see from them is even a surprise. So I'm talking about something that exceeded my expectations. If I heard something about this show and I already had it in a high, uh, you could say bracket of expectation with what I was hoping for it and it exceeded that, that also is very good as well. Or we could even go to a side point and say, did this show do something that not only left a mark on you it imprinted you like a new pup when you adopted it it made sure for you to remember this show came to parte and you will damn well remember this show it's a reason why it is something that a lot of people talk about and love so that's a lot of the things i looked for it took me a lot of time to go back through my entire list to go through everything i've seen to really sit down and go through the storyline again sometimes even doing more in-depth research into certain stories to see exactly what they were trying to talk about and see where the progression of the story was going to go so I had a lot of fun with this and that's why I made sure that when I did this on the TikTok side, I split it into parts. I did like a four part thing to it. And in the fourth part, not only did I go back and quickly mention again the 10 through two, but I highlighted the number one and talked a lot about it. And the video is doing very well. So it's it's good to see that people are very interested in not only your list as somebody who's a creator, but something that you put your name and heart into. So without further ado, before I start going down this list and talking about each anime and giving you a little bit of insight why I like them so much, no spoilers, but probably spoilers, uh, I want to do some honorable mentions. So right out of the gate, 
There is no Code Geass on this list, and a lot of people love Code Geass. I was a big fan of it as well. I loved Lelouch. I loved Zero. I loved Britannia. I loved all the characters within it. I love Euphemio. Everybody who's Japanese, could you? <laughs> Kill yourself. It's very cool to see how the story played out, especially when they have their Geasses, C2's, uh, CC, and everything that's tied into it with his father. It's a good storyline. I like the playout. Just for myself, the thing with Nanali and some of the stories where... They add in like these other characters through Britannia side when other ones are removed and how the story progressed. It was more so like some of it felt a little stretched. There was areas of pockets where I personally would have done without, but it's okay. It's still an incredibly great anime. I would rate it S tier. It's super good. People love it for a reason. Now also, this is to show you how unbiased I am with my list in the top 10. Spice and Wolf is an honorable mention. I know. It's if you know me, if you know my taste, I'm sure you're very surprised and saying, what? You don't even have your favorite anime and manga light novel series on the top 10 list? No, I do not. There's a reason why. With this list, I am biased, but I also am very critical with the aspects of what I looked for, as I mentioned. So with Spice and Wolf, there are some holes. The storyline itself can be very bland for a lot of people. It can get very dry at certain spots. The dialogue is the driving force, but especially when you look at the anime side, the older animation style, the way it all flows, if you're not into a dialogue setting of a fantasy-based slice of life, you're not going to be into this. And I can see how a lot of people can deter themselves from this, and especially with how the story goes, the main focus point is holo she's the driving factor so i didn't see that as enough for an anime as a whole to put it on my top 10 you want to know what that parlays into another character i love with all my heart zero two in darling in the franks i cannot put darling on the franks in my top 10 as well because it's an honorable mention though the ending of the show it doesn't end the way i would have liked it to now don't get me wrong i have no issues with how it ended with Verm, how everything played out with Zero Two and a hero. The only issue I have is that it was stretched. A lot of the characters didn't end up dying. They all stayed behind. The main two characters ended up dying, but the whole way the story played out itself, it was a little rushed at the end. I can admit it. I'm justifiably critical with all of this. It was fine. It didn't feel out of place. But unfortunately, everything was building up so fast that ending sequel, I would have liked a little bit more of a stretch there towards the end to give it a little bit more depth because they spent so much time on like their father, these rulers, the humans, and then you end up finding out like, oh, the humans are actually a lot of a verm and they're trying to become immortal and all this bullcrap. So the playout is great. The storytelling is amazing and freaking A, do I love Zero Two? But Hero wasn't the greatest. He wasn't that insane of a character. He just stepped up when he needed to. And so... It wasn't enough to put it on this list. Another couple ones that I'll mention too that people love, Hunter Hunter. I couldn't put Hunter Hunter. I also couldn't put Black Clover because both those shows ended so abruptly at a weird spot where it was like they could have still continued. Having shows like that not finish or continue to somewhere of a good stopping point, it just kind of randomly just ended. I am not a fan of that. I think that does hurt overall product and it does leave a little sore of taste in my mouth, a little you know bad taste and flavor. So I had to leave those off, hopefully being able to come back to those at another date because again keep in mind even if you've only seen like say 10 animes in your life you can still make a top 10 list because that is now 10 animes you've seen and you can rank them justifiably in the ways that you saw as best and worst i mean it's it's easy and even if you've seen a thousand you can always add and substitute as you go on that's the beautiful thing about life there's a couple other ones that i have to mention so one that really stands out to me is the ancient magus bride i am a fantasy slice of life whore. I will spread my cheeks anytime for those and I will give the deep D for them. It's unreal and I love the story settings and how it develops into especially fantasy. That's why I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. Ancient Magus Bride. 
is so well told and the type of storyline that is connected to it with Chise and the whole storyline with Elias. I loved the play out. I love the story. I love the folklore, the sound music to it, the intense amount of work that's within it. It's so beautifully told. It deserves an honorable mention, but I couldn't put it on my list, but it is an honorable mention. Another one that ties into that, March Comes In Like a Lion. If you have not seen this show, this is a show based on Shogi. Yeah, a professional kid is living in Japan and he's a pro at a young age, but this is probably the most definitive anime show that I've seen that can create emotions into a visual aspect and tells it so beautifully. This is a pure poetic show. And when I watched this, I not only fell in love with Ray, with the girls, his three sisters, Hina's and the other two, the story that is within it and it shows you how somebody who was left with so much hurt and the hardships he goes through finds a way to not only love himself again but to accept the world and everything that's around him and to find meaning and purpose it is so beautifully told i highly recommend that if you haven't seen it also some other ones are like jojo's bizarre adventure cowboy bebop one punch man reincarnated as a slime bunny girl senpai who doesn't love my these are just a few great shows and trust me i could sit here for an entire show just mentioning shows but i want to stop there oh we can't forget assassin's pride just kidding (laughs) but now as we move forward i really want to spend some time and highlight some of these shows for you because i think it's very crucial that you get to see the depth of volume of what i'm looking at so let's not waste any time and go from 10 to 1 at number 10 trigun trigun is by far One of the most memorable shows I have watched in my life because of the main character himself, Vash the Stampede. I believe he's called like the $600 billion man or $400 billion or $40 billion, whatever it is. He is literally a cowboy that is just rifting through. He is one of the most hunted mans throughout the bounty world. He has such a big pay on his head, but he never kills anybody. He never hurts anybody. The story plot setting is beautifully told. It's an old school setting this is an older anime the animation style is poo poo and that's why i love it even more and you follow him and meryl this like uh, agent collector kind of a thing like she's it's it's really funny when you see her and how she tags along with him but the story progresses so beautifully it's an episodic feel you see him going through this adventure trying to just get by and trying to not get caught and then it evolves even more to tell you more about his past his brother this other character that's trying to make him basically go against his morals and beliefs because when he was kid his brother was trying to test him and say so a moth is stuck in a spider web who do you save who do you kill if you don't stop the spider it kills the moth if you stop the moth and the spider dies because it doesn't eat so it's like what do you choose and he decides he's like no i want to save everybody and i love that theory it's the same thing that almost happens with the promise neverland when you have them in the main character and she wants to basically save both demons and humans she doesn't want to choose she doesn't want to hurt anybody she doesn't want to continue this war and pain she wants to create a utopia for everyone and it's a beautiful way to do it and so he was the same aspect he didn't want to choose size he wanted to do what he wanted and he wanted to do it in a right manner of leading other people to a great I guess you could say perspective of doing things that was like the betterment of the whole society. So I loved it. And it's cool to see when Millie and Meryl kind of follow along with all of their adventures. And then also the character that's really cool is Wolfwood. 
Nicholas D. Wolfwood. This guy is like basically almost a priest, but he's like almost in a sense kind of like a bounty hunter if you kind of watch along with him. And he has this really cool cross gun that he uses. But the way it ties in all of these secondary characters, how they all get together, the purpose behind all of them, what Vash is trying to do. He's a huge ladies man, but never pulls the ladies. Almost He always reminds me of like Johnny Bravo. He's like, oh, hey, mama. Who, who, who? I want to come over there and tell you something crazy. And she's like, get piss off, Johnny. <laughs> it was kind of the same thing, you know? He was super quirky, super gullible, but loved his girls. And I love the play out of it. I love that there was a fact it brings you to a part where it tests his overall philosophies and beliefs, where they finally caught up to him and they made him test everything to see what he would choose. He was literally brought up by uh, Legato, where he captured Meryl and Millie, and he said basically either everyone you know and love dies in front of you or you stop me and kill me. And so Vash had to do the ultimate test of his own morals, his own beliefs. And what does he do, right? It's unbelievable to me the story is so well told i loved sitting back and watching it the ending of it is so beautifully told as well and vash stole my heart a lot of people don't give it the light it deserves so to myself i had to do it and i wanted to let you guys know that i recommend you watch every single show that's in my top 10 if you have not beautifully told super excited to know next year crunchyroll announced that they're remaking the show doing it like a cgi kind of look but it's beautifully designed i cannot wait for the brand new story that it's gonna tell next year super yoked about it so now at number nine as we move further down the tier list in brackets let's go with number nine samurai shamplo now this show samurai shamplo i love the one thing the most about this show not just the three stooges of fujin and mugen i am in love with the soundtrack this freaking soundtrack stole my heart even the outro song i'll sing as much as i want damn it i love this song such a great night song to cruise with by the way i usually play it when i'm on my way home the soundtrack is unreal it's samurais in an edo period they throw in a hip-hop culture mix and twist with it and there's even an episode where it's kind of like ketchup episode and they have these like hip-hop beatboxers where they're like Oh, yeah, we back in the grill and we back with the samurai shampoo. Mugen with the gin and the foo is on the side. No, they're trying to find the samurai that smells like the sunflowers, but they can never find it because it has no scent for Sure. <laughs> it's unmatched. It is honestly something that I would say is so pivotal in the anime culture for when this show was released. It definitely set the tone for itself. It's an episodic vibe. You get instantly introduced to the three amigos, Mugen, Jin, and Fu, and how Fu's trying to find the samurai who smells like sunflowers because it's connected to her father and her past history, so she gets Mugen and Jin to help her to move through it, but of course, they're like rogue samurai. The other one, like, they're polar opposites. Mugen's this rogue pirate samurai. Jin's from this prestigious uh, samurai school where he was trained and raised and all this. It's just so cool to see not only how they mix together, how they end up helping Fu and the adventures that take place within it. It's an episodic vibe. I love samurais. I'm such a sucker for old kung fu movies. I love freaking Hero with Jet Li. I love Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I love one that's called like the Six Elements, Fifth Elements. There's so many great movies I've seen over my time. I'm in love with that culture. That's why I love anime so much. 
approach too. And so the story progression is so beautifully told. The side characters that get embodied with it and the closeout of how you see it all come to an end and how they all decide to go their separate. It's freaking beautiful. And I loved how it encompassed something beautiful of friendship, even in the weirdest ways, even in the ways we never thought possible and seeing how these each individual characters had to overcome their past and what was haunting them, what was following them. Oh my God. God, I'm going to watch an episode after this. I loved it. It is amazing, and they are my favorite trio that go through this world. I unbelievably recommend this show. So now, as we move on and we go further down the list, at number eight, let's go to, and I know this is going to cause some controversy, but I'm all for it, and I love to have it. At number eight is Sword Art Online. Now, let me tell you something. Sword Art Online deserves some more damn respect in the anime culture and community. Sword Art Online is one of the most pivotal isekais in history. This show literally is the grandfather for isekais because when it came out with what it did, it was leaps and bounds ahead of the game and the market and the first season of SAO is I freaking conic. If you want to sit here and debate with me and tell me that when it transitions after Aincrad into Alfheim, fine. That's fine. We all have a personal taste and a preference, but there is no way in my freaking heart of hearts that I can sit here and let you berate the greatness of Aincrad when you see the first portrayal of Kirito, Asuna, and they get locked into this realm, this world. They get locked into Aincrad because Akihiko, Akihiko Kayaba created this dimension of a world using nerve gear that full dives you into a video game. Come on, how many of us are gamers? Can you imagine being teleported fully into a video game and every action you do and feel feels like you're in this video game and it's like a sword play one with sword skills and arts with leveling up and climbing. Come freaking on. You cannot tell me this show is not Aincrad. Iconic. It is one of the most well-known shows around the world. The intro song itself, Crossing Field with Lisa, is beautifully sung and told. Everything about it is iconic. When you get introduced to even the secondary characters, which, by the way, stand out extremely well, Klein, the bro everybody wishes they could have in their life. Klein is literally the dude that would be your ride-or-die best friend, that would put his life on the line for you because he knows how much he respects and love you. Agio, the freaking blacksmith dude that's always there for everybody else. Yui, their little daughter, kind of not daughter, a little weird, but you know, whatever. It's a cyber world. They have it. Silica, Lizbeth. You even have uh, his stepsister, cousin who kind of likes him. And then the freaking terrible story of the moonlit black cacks. And then you have Sinon and Gungale online and Yuki at the freaking saddest part. This story progresses so freaking well. It's unreal to me. And that's not even talking about Aliceization. And when you get introduced to Yujiro and Al and the whole admin part of it and the whole new storytelling of going into a soul diver now, it's unbelievable to me. And I will defend it to my dying day and saying it damn well deserves to not only be in a lot of people's top 10 list, I would even argue and defend people who have it in their top three. This is one of the first shows that made me fall even more in love with anime. When I sit down and I watch it, and it's an English dub for me, by the way, you listen to the voice actors, the storyline, the follow, the play out, and everything that is attached to it, you fall in love with this story. Asuna and Kirito are a top tier power couple. They are 
perfect for each other in every freaking way. The moment when Kirito is laying in the field, takes a nap, and Asuna comes up and is like, what are you doing? And he's like, this is the most pivotal weather in Aincrad, and it would be a shame to go in a dungeon when the weather is so right and blah, blah, blah. And he falls asleep, and she can't believe it, and she ends up taking a nap because she falls the same way. I love this story. We can sit here and argue. It gets played out in certain spots. Again, Alfheim may be weird. I wasn't a big fan of Gungale, but whatever. I didn't like to see Kirito in that light, but it doesn't matter. It's an amazing show. It's well known for a reason. And the amount of hate it gets and the disrespect people show it, y'all need to be checking yourself, okay? A lot of these people who talk shit on it have One Piece as their favorite anime, and that's such a cop-out to me. No hate, no slander. If it's your favorite anime, trust. Love what you want. But to me, it seems like such a cop-out. It's a huge show. It's one of the longest-running shows ever. Like, come on. Show me some type. This isn't a list just to be different. Like, I saw a couple people mention that on the TikTok side. This list screens I'm trying to be different. Well, I guess I'm just different then. <laughs> I picked out the best shows of all the animes I've seen. So I believe it deserves more justice. I believe SAO is definitely a top tier show and definitely is something that people deserve to watch at least once in their life because, hey, if you fall off, if it's not for you, at least you gave it a try. But don't be hating on it so much, man. It's such a good show. As we move further down this list, you're going to get some more interesting shows with these next two picks here. And let me explain why. At number seven, Violet Evergarden. Now, when you get introduced to Violet Evergarden from Violet Evergarden, she is a memories doll. And when you first get introduced to her, the Major Gilbert uh, finds her in his brother's like area, his like room or whatever, and he basically tells her that she's a tool of war. She's just this kid that they found on her one of their ships or something like that, and she was brutally killing people just to survive, and her instincts and her ways of learning combat and everything is so far superior. She was literally just used for war. But Gilbert becomes a chaperone for her and teaches her things, teaches her to read, teaches her to think, teaches her to feel, teaches her to make choices for herself and changes her life so drastically that in this big scene where he ends up being removed from her life, now she has to decide for herself. She has to learn to live. She has to learn to find out what love is. She has to learn to find out what value she has in this life and tries to find a direction of who she is and what her abilities are as a person. And by the way, total sidetrack, but it's so, it's so totally connected here. I love Mortal combat i love the fighting games i grew up playing them do you know who's my favorite character Jax, the homie Jax with the metal freaking arms are you kidding me freaking violet evergarden loses her arms it's no spoiler happens in the first seat episode she has metal freaking arms she is so hot <laughs> like I know, it sounds weird but i freaking love it for some reason when i was a kid i wanted to be yoked like Jax and have robotic arms so you know what i told myself i'm gonna get buff so that's why i worked out so hard but violet is a beautifully told character and the best part about this anime the freaking best part is not only the animation style which is top tier by the way the time lapses when it shows you from dusk to dawn and all the progression of wherever they're at and what they're going through it is her per character progression she is by far the greatest character i've seen and the greatest progression of a character who went from a literal somebody who had no emotions no empathy and i could even argue no sentient consciousness to decide anything for herself became a living breathing person making choices finding passion chasing decisions trying to find purpose doing things for others and she was able to do it on her own free will Oh my god, it's freaking breathtaking. Oh, I freaking love this show. Every aspect of it. I know it's probably not going to be the best for certain people, but let me tell you something. If you sit back and enjoy this, 
and you watch this and you let your emotions get the best of you because I have no doubt if you watch this show, one of these side stories is going to hit home for you. One of these are going to really touch your soul. And one of them for me was towards the middle about a mother who was writing letters to her daughter because something tragic is going to happen to her and she leaves memories for her daughter. It is unbelievable. Beautifully told. Netflix hit it out of the park with this one. And the movie. Bro, I love the movie. The movie ties such a perfect bow on it because it continues it. It's absolutely canon. And it shows you what happens after the season ends and what happens with her and if the major is still alive. Oh, God. Sensational storytelling. The character designs, too. I love the way they look. I love the story-wise. And she's basically, she looks like Saber. I know people are like trying to say, she's basically Saber. Well, guess what? Saber's hot, too, so I don't mind. It's, it's definitely a beautifully designed character. Now, as we move forward, number six is Vinland Saga. Yeah, you heard me right. This Viking show is bad freaking ass. It is a breath of fresh air. It is set in a time of Vikings who are pilgrimage, who are killing, who are fighting one another in these bloody battlefields for the glory of being sent to Valhalla to be risen with the Valkyries into heaven. It is unbelievable. And the best way I can describe this is vengeance and revenge is not the way. It shows you so beautifully the story of Thorfinn, this young boy who was born under Thor's, his father, and by the way, Thor's is one of the greatest secondary characters I've seen next to Klein, next to Kamina. I am in love with Thor's. He is only there for a brief amount of time, but leaves a lingering effect on not only the characters, but the entire growth and progression of our main MC and the world and even Ashkelad too who is basically our antagonist within this whole thing this story is poetic from every attribute this story is beautifully told this story is enthralling and so captivating and I'm not even a big shonen guy or seinen guy this is unfreaking real and is unmatched to me the story play out of it how it moves forward within its 20 something span episode list seeing how Thorfinn now has to live and find purpose in his revenge and is just chasing after Ashglad, wants to revenge his father for what has happened and took in place to him. The story development and world building with Canute, the other king, the other armies in the world and the battles that are within it and how the play out goes to the end and what happens at the freaking end with Ashglad and the king and how this should have been the freaking ending of Game of Thrones we all yearned for and wanted but we didn't get it because they suck and they basically dipped out on Game of Thrones because they're like, peace out, guys. We're going to do Star Wars now. Yay. And that sucked, too. So you got suck. I love this show. The characters are great. The storytelling is amazing. The animation style isn't even anything crazy, but the way they show the fight scenes and the embodiment of what's being encapsulated in it is pure poetry. Oh, it's such a breath of fresh air. And even after one season, I am so freaking yoked for the second season and the fact that it finally got free from the Amazon Prime jail and now is on Netflix as well. If you haven't, please go watch it. Now, it is time to continue to our top five of the best animes I have ever seen in my life. At number five, Steins Gates. Rintaro Okabe, Mad Scientista. This dude is unreal to me. 
Steins Gate is basically a story that is so overly convoluted in the most easily to follow ways with so many story progression line of time traveling with time lapses of multi-dimensional universe crosses of so many different story portrayals of these different characters that are intertwined with it and the ability he has with Kurisu by the way which is a top tier character to make a machine that can send back in time messages to previous selves to change the entire outlook of the world world now because of what happens when they send those messages to their previous selves and what happens because of it not only sending Rintaro into a time sphere and sending him to different time lapses but connecting the whole story as a whole to change back to the timeline where everybody is able to be saved it is unfreaking real to me when I sat back and watched this show my five palm was sitting so freaking shiny in the seat as I was watching all this with all of these great characters their designs their tie-in-twos and the do 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 I absolutely loved Mayuri. I'm just saying her freaking, oh God, she's super cute. But these characters and how they're all tied into this story. This story does such a good job of showing a whole entirety of a timeline, then creating a sub story called Steins Gate Zero, which is a total polar opposite timeline connected to the original one from different attributes of what these characters go through from something you don't see because of what happens in the first side, but they show you on this side and connects both of the stories to making the outcome connected to one another for the ultimate climax it is so beautifully told i sat back and was like this is peak storytelling to its core unbelievable to me not only the characters it gives you but the way they tie in the story to a multitude of different type of characters that are being kind of involved with this with like the government war conspiracy time traveling time machine future self present self past self unbelievable to me i love shows that make me think i love shows that test our bounds of reality and this show is iconic i have not seen another show do what this show did and it's for a good reason nobody can touch what this show did it is so beautifully told and i love the relationship of kurisu and okabe it is beautifully told unbelievable and also they have one of the best looking traps in here and luca mm, my guys just be careful <laughs> it is so cool i loved this show I loved everything that was connected to it again, and it's, oh man, it's so cool to see how they tie in everything with the hacking side, to the time traveling side, to the science side, oh god, Kurisu, it proves in this show, love can triumph through time and space itself, they proved it, it absolutely proves it in this show, god, I love this show, um, so now, at number four, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Let me tell you something. Our young man Shinji, the main character of this show, is on an adventure to finally see his father after many years of not being around him and trying to realize what his father wanted, what happened, why did he leave, what is he going through, and in his way to there, when he gets picked up by a character, which, uh, let me just tell you, her design is so beautifully designed, by the way. She is a fox within a fox, if you know what I'm saying. Misato Katsuragi is a beautiful character. God, her purple hair gets me every time. But she picks up Sinji, and as she's taking Shinji to see his father and everything like that, an 
angel is attacking a city. And as it's doing this, these robots, these mechs, come out to defend and fight back and try to save this world. So you come to find out these angels are now descending upon the world, slowly trying to kill over and take over. And you think that basically these people are supposed to drive these mechs to defend them, to fight back and to find their place within this world. Well, not only do some amazing secondary characters come, the storytelling itself, the portrayal of how the story is being shown, and the inner struggles that Shinji is doing to accept himself, to fight against everything, to be not so socially awkward, and just, God, find a way to have these relationships with people and move past his fear and confusion and the father, his complex he has, especially with his father and the relationship, and to find himself. It's so beautifully told that the whole story and everything the story was telling you, and it's so beautifully told. They have this iconic freaking part where he's holding one of these angels in his hand and he stares at him for like a minute before he kills him. Oh my God. It is peak storytelling and it is culturally one of the greatest shows that has ever been made it is so poetic and the way the story ends the writer himself i don't know if you know this but the writer when he finished this story and completed the whole series he received a multitude of not only angry people but death threats and people saying they would kill him for what he did to this show can you believe that can you believe that a man who put so much of his heart and soul and by the way if you don't know this these artists creators producers writers when they are doing their art pieces and artwork it's a living expression of themselves through their artistry what they're creating so a lot of the time they use what they're doing as a therapeutic way of expressing themselves or either talking about things that are hard for them to talk about it's the same thing musicians do with music and how a lot of us relate to a lot of music because it's able to connect to us on a certain level that we didn't think it would be able to and express emotions, the same thing happened. And let me tell you something. All of you that hated or disliked this ending or couldn't see the portrayal of the storytelling that was going on with it and how beautifully it pivoted itself from a portrayal of showing you insight to life lessons and reflecting on self and attributes of what is going on and what the real battles are we all struggle from and are fighting with, Shinji found the reason. And the ending showed all of it in one simple place. His mind. His self and his ability to accept himself. Oh my lord. I don't usually stand up and applaud when shows end. I stood up and applaud for this one. Beautifully told. God, I love this show. Oh, I'm going to rewatch it when I'm done. <laughs> now, the top three. And these are where it gets extremely fun and extremely hot. At number three, cue the music. All right, Al. That's right. Go ahead and watch me as I'm simply just being a kid doing his homework. And then with my left, as I'm watching the news and getting the names to write down, I'll take a potato chip and eat it. Death Note. Death Note is a top three anime for me for a damn good reason. Six palm moves, baby. Oh my God. The battle between Light Yagami, Kida, and L, the most iconic battle we've ever seen of the greatest minds of our time, trying to not only one-up each other, but trying to go against the epitome of reality and even the tie-in of death gods, the Shiwagami realm, and using them with this death note to not only try to destroy society as Light Yagami was doing, to rebuild it as his Kita form, to remove the evil and insects of the world, but L is the number one detective in the world trying to find a way to prove it 
is him. The back and forth battle, the one upping, the soundtrack, the ability it brings from the back and forth communication styles to him tying in these side characters of Misa, Misa, and everybody on the task force, even in Nero and the later characters after L. Well, he meets his untimely demise. Spoiler alert. The show is unbelievable. I loved the start of it. The fact it hooked me within the first episode to see what is this young man going to do? Can he change the world with a death note? Are you kidding? Do you know how many of us that if we got a death note would be S out of luck? That would be unimaginable. You'd have to toss that away as quick as you could. And if you did, you might even end up being screwed now because somebody has the ability to use it. It is unreal. The concept, just like SAO, encaptivated me. And the way they did the dialogue, the way they did the progression of the story, the way they tied in all of the characters with the Shirogamis, with Ryuk and everything within it, and then seeing how it becomes Kida and takes over the world in a sense and is able to have free range, but in doing so is so comfortable, has not even that same drive he used to after his battles with L. It's his ultimate downfall, and even at the end of it, you see he was still a child at heart and wasn't ready to lose. God, it's so freaking good. I fell in love with this show. Still to this day, I always put on that second intro because it basically shows you the reflective now of how now the literal S is hitting the fan and the hardcore metal screaming now because of the insanity that is encapsulated in Light Yagami's head. Oh, I love this freaking show. I would have cussed if I could right there, but I'm not, baby. God, I love it. Ah, at number two. Attack on Titan. There isn't much for me to say about this that you don't already know, but I'll explain to you exactly why this show deserves to be number two on my list. Aaron Yeager is without a doubt one of the most pivotal characters I've seen in my life. I am a Jaegerist till I die. I will follow that man wherever he goes because many will never see the sacrifices he made, the hurt and the un- godly suffering he went through, the world being against him in every attribute to where everybody was going to kill everything and everyone he loved. And even if in doing so, say he was able to save just his people, they were going to euthanize the rest and not have anybody be able to have children, almost like having a, vis- a vasectomy and everybody and tying their tooth, literally stopping the birth of all of their people on Paradise Island because of everything and how they wanted to stop it because of Zeke's betrayal. And guess what Aaron did? He still stuck to his ground, pushed people away, used people if he needed to, did everything, dislied, dismayed, went across the world to fight against people by himself to save everybody that he loved. And in doing so, subtly, just like Lelouch, in Code Geass, made himself the main enemy and focal point of the entire world where his own best friends, Mikasa and Armin now, are trying to stop him. Because guess what? Genocide is never the choice for anything. But when your back is pushed against the wall and you have no other choice and you have to find a way to unite the world in the best way you can and even pushing those you love away to make them even almost hate you and making everybody think that you're a monster you're just this disgusting person everything to finally accomplish what you needed to for the world he wants to be stopped there is no doubt in my mind man Aaron Yeager is beautifully written and I applaud everybody who sees Aaron for what he is and the disrespect people show at times for this anime and stuff people just hate to hate man I've noticed that they just hate to hate there is no reason to hate on any show again even though I have my dislikes with One Piece I'll never hate on the show it's still going for a damn reason Oda is a freaking genius with how he written it he knows what he's doing that's why I love this show it is so beautifully told and the ending we're waiting with bated breath for the final part of the final season and it is going to be breathtaking i cannot freaking wait now without further ado 
And to close out this sensational top 10 list, which I know you're all in shock and awe and sitting there and saying, this man is well-cultured, this man has some of the greatest taste in anime we have ever seen, and this man deserves to be our anime senpai. Well, you're probably not saying that. You probably have a lot of different animes on your list, but that is okay. I love you guys for it, and please join the Discord so you can tell me your top 10 as well. At number one... The greatest anime I've seen in my life, the best show I've seen to this date that covered every single criteria and more and is probably one of the only shows that deserves to be in an abundant amount of people's top 10 list as a number one choice because of the greatness it has from start to finish, Boku no P... No, sorry. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. This show is unreal. And by the way, quick little tangent here. When I said Boku no Pico, uh, that is actually made by the original same creator of Full Metal Alchemist, not Brotherhood side. Yeah, just let that set in. <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is peak storytelling fiction. From start to finish, the world building, the character designs, the way the characters go through their storyline of Edward and Alphonse, what they commit of the beginning of the original sin, the portrayal of the storytelling with every secondary character attached to it, the dwarf in a flask, how it is connected to the entirety of father and the story and moving forward with people trying to become gods and something they're not supposed to be, the equivalent exchange of using something to give, to receive, the whole premise of what it is, what is God, what is us, what is our purpose of us being here, what are we chasing, the seven deadly sins all human beings suffer from and how if they were their own living entity how they would live thrive and how they would carry themselves especially using it for their own purpose and will everything from start to finish even with von hohenheim and winry the beautiful girl that falls in love with edward everything is unbelievably told from the city of amestris the progression of the story the deep-rooted conspiracies within it the philosopher's stones roy mustang king bradley scar the armstrong siblings unbelievable this story was so hot out of the get-go as soon as you watch it you get enthralled and then it moves even forward with all of these side stories that are connected through the plot line of them investigating their own purpose of trying to get Alphonse's body back Edward's arm and leg back trying to find out exactly what's going on with this deep conspiracy within the government and are these government officials even good or are they bad who are they working for what's really going on the connection to everything and then even the freaking scientist dad that bonds his daughter and dog together to create a chimera Edward, Edward. <laughs> this show is unmatched. There is nothing that touches this show. And if you sit here and try to tell me otherwise, you are not being truthful to yourself. When you've watched this, and if you have seen this show from the start to finish, it is beautifully told in every attribute. Its rewatchability is tenfold. The story way it progresses is unmatched. The main characters and what they go through to evolve and to move forward, the fight scenes, the storytelling from other countries coming in with the war scenes and what's been happening in the injustice within all of it, the story progression, nothing fell out of place. There was no down period. There was no leftover character. Everyone that's introduced has a story to them that connects to the main overall story of the progression of the plot line. Everything was gold. It's a masterpiece. It is the best show I've ever seen in my life to date. And I promise you this, even after Attack on Titan ends and I see the ending, I have a hard time seeing anything beat this show. Do you want to know why I say that? It's 
quite simple. Short animes are far superior to long animes. Seven out of these ten shows are one season animes. Let that sit in. That shows you the power a story can have when it knows it only has a certain amount of time to tell a story for you. There's no bullshit. There's no time for BS. There's no time to stretch it out. There's no time for us to go to island to island to island. I just throw shade because it's funny. It's no reason for any of that BS. We're here to tell you a purpose. We're going to connect everything we bring to your focal point. We're going to make all of this make such a beautifully made dish together when all the ingredients are put into together at the final performance. When you sit there and watch it, I loved everything about it. My heart still yearns for this show and it is going to be one of my all-time favorites for a long time because just like Sword Art Online, Full Metal Alchemist was one of those first shows when I really dived into anime head first and I watched this. I was extremely blessed that I did. I'm extremely blessed not only to be a part of this time era, but to have watched the poetry from all the aspects of all of these 10 shows and especially the story connected to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. When you see Edward at the end talking to God and what he does in the sense of giving up his abilities to further himself for his true ability is unreal, dude. I love when a show does such a self-reflecting thing on the man in the mirror, which most of us never want to look at because it's the scariest person to confront and the one that always wants us to fight ourselves. It's the one we always had to win against. God, absolutely loved that show. And let me tell you this, it's number one. It's number one for a reason. God, it's so good. Oh, well, that is my top 10 list. That is the 10 animes throughout my whole life that I have seen and the progression of my life moving forward. I'm sure these animes might even add more or change as time goes on, but for at the moment right now in my life, it's going to be hard for anything to break this list. It's going to be hard to move a lot of these things around. Some may fall. Some may come off entirely like SAO if it continues and makes more bad seasons and stuff. I'm going to definitely drop it off. I don't need a story to continue. I thought it was perfect the way everything's gone so far. I loved it. It's enough. It's done. There's a lot of things I can change this. Even new shows that I'll continue to watch as we progress with time, I hope it challenges it. I'm excited for a lot of things that are going to be coming out as time goes on because I have no doubt with the progression of anime right now and Disney themselves even trying to buy their own anime production company, it's only going to get bigger. There's only going to be more shows coming out. There's going to be more new writers, younger writers, talented writers, talented producers that are going to come into the scene. The money will be there now for them to really write good stories. And I'm excited for it, man. I'm truthfully and utterly excited for all of this. I'm so happy. Don't gatekeep. Let people be a part of this. Let them feel welcomed when we didn't feel welcome. There's no need for us to not let other people want to be a part of this ride in this show. And for you as well, keep testing yourself. Don't let other people say dumb crap and stop you from liking your favorite shows. People hate on me all the time for SAO. I could care less. I love the show. It's so good and deserves to be there. I honestly think it fits a lot of criteria. So don't let other people hate on you. Be progressive. Be proactive. Allow yourself to change your lists when you need to add them remove them whatever it may be and recommend them to people see what they think about the shows test your abilities and keep watching anime don't let go of it man don't let go of the thing that makes us all who we are don't let go of the thing that is keeping us connected to our youth and our innocence and the thing that we love the most which is challenging ourselves on a multitude of levels and at the end of the day being entertained by one of the purest form of entertainment to this day. One of the last ones, and that's why we have to cherish it and nurture it and love it for as long as we can before things change, because the world always changes. Look at superheroes now. They were really cool when we were younger, and now they're everywhere. They're overly thrown in our faces. The same thing's going to happen with anime. It's going to blow up. It's going to get bigger, 
and there's going to be more people who are attached to it. So let's have fun with it. I'm very interested to see what you guys think of my top 10, man. Uh, if you haven't yet, go ahead and join our Discord. It's on all of my social media platforms. You just click the link in the bio, the link tree one, and it lets you join in right away. If you're somebody that follows me on any of my socials, I'm so thankful for you. I love you so much. Thank you for being a part of the family and enjoying my artwork. I consider myself a content creator now. I do all this stuff for you guys, and I have a blast and love every second of it and doing all of it as well. So thank you to everyone as well on Apple Podcast who already went out of their way to leave me a message on my Apple freaking review and let me shout out their names because y'all you're amazing I can't believe you guys and how much you've already done for me it's unreal I already have the show just started 19 reviews are you kidding me um, the first one is from Gnarkill65 that says great new pod uh, Tecmo Chris great anime podcast Shkwood that says must listen to even if you don't like anime I'm assuming then from Zach K1 as my man Alex likes to say sensational and then uh tanner my boy that says best anime podcast to this day to this day to this day to this day you almost thought we get away with it didn't you to this day to this day <laughs> and then shane love you my guy five stars uh kakamil that says wholesomeness and then drew crew gaming next step he's excited for every monday you guys are amazing thank you I love you so much. And here's a little tease too. At the start of every month now, I'm going to do something that I used to do on the old podcast, which is called Weebs All Around the World, where we get to look at where everybody is listening to this show, where they reside at, who's the top five in each places in the world, and the United States, and I can shout you guys out and give you love that you deserve for not only supporting this show, but showing me where my family's at. Because y'all, I love you guys so much. And now I know when I host events eventually and make my own cons one day, I'll know what places to go because you guys listen to me so i love you so much thank you so much again for being a part of this adventure for having fun for staying a while and listening and doing something we all love which is anime the best way we know how and you guys will start to find out i add little life lessons and stuff along the way it's just who i am man i'm a lovey-dovey guy and you know i'm a big sap in the end of it so i love you guys thank you so much make sure you watch something new for the first time and send me your thoughts on a lot of these summer animes because i'm super yoked and excited and guess what's happening next week baby we're turning off the lights and we're going after dark with senpai <laughs> i'll see you guys next week senpai out Check you and me, and do your job. Earth is the name, been ballin' in the chain. Torn off what a watch, Prezi plain chains. Yeah, bikini chain, rest in peace of my superior. Every man's defeat a village in Liberia. TMZ taking pictures, causing my hysteria. Mama see me all BT and start tearing up. I'm about killing niggas, how'd you get that trap? I got to the Hall of Fakes when you risk your life. Uncle used to skim up, selling mix at night. I was only eight years old, watching Nick at night.